0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Girl Club live Saturday morning. And um, for those of you who are watching during the week, welcome to you as well. And um, for all of you who are regulars, and for those of you who are new, you know that our motto around here is real girls, real talk, real issues, real faith. And so that's what we do every week seeking to be transparent and to teach from a place of experience and fellowship. And we always hope that you're blessed and you're growing in your walk with the Lord. Joining me this week are my uh, two of my girl club crew regulars. They are awesome teachers, awesome friends, awesome sisters in Christ. We are truly spiritual chicks on the go. Cause I got to tell you guys, sometimes um, the location may change, but the Jesus we love always stays the same. And that's really the point of being spiritual chicks on the go. So this morning coming to us from, Wherever she is, is Christina Boudreaux and also Nova Page. You guys know my girls. Uh, Christina is an awesome evangelist and teacher and just a power lover and a powerhouse of Jesus, for Jesus and for the gospel. Nova Page is, is the same. You know, she's an amazing teacher. She's an amazing evangelist. She's an amazing wife and mother and a powerhouse for the gospel of Christ. So ladies... What a week it's been. I mean, last week, uh, we, for those of you who are with us, you know, that we took the, we had to take the week off last week because, um, I'll tell you why transparently, because I didn't realize that we bought flights at the same time as girl club coming back on a work trip. And, um, while we are spiritual chicks on the go and, and for all you guys, let's say you're the spiritual gangsters on the go, right? Uh, I couldn't do it from the plane. I just figured that would just be like madness. So um, we're happy to be with you this week. I'm happy to be with you guys. I needed a dose of my Nova and my Christina Boudreaux here. So hi, ladies. How are you guys doing before we dive into the question that I want to present today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boudreaux,
2: I'm tipping
3: my hat to you. I don't have a hat on, but yeah.
2: I'm tipping it to you. How's your week been, Boudreaux? Um, My week's been good. You know, I think it's Uh, January was a little crazy. I was traveling a lot. Um, I was just like in and out of town on tours. And I was speaking at a couple ministry schools in between. We had youth camps, had a girls event. I was hosting at my church. And I literally just took down my Christmas tree like three days ago. That just shows wow. you what I was at, yeah i I literally just took it down. I still have my manger set up um that I need to that's an electric thing I need to take down, but it was sad. It was like the tinsel was still there, like it was gnarly. I would literally take the same pile of clothes and laundry, and I was just putting socks, towels, everything in the same load, unloading it, repacking, and going, so I was not really I was home, but i was I was not really even home over the last like month and a half, but been awesome i think just with um just with a lot of travel and with a lot of like heavy ministry just kind of wears at your soul and i was kind of just feeling the the tiredness of that but that the season of uh the heavy the season and the heaviness of ministry is going to be picking up over this next like couple weeks and then in the months like it's probably the best ministry season of my life but i'm realizing that the lord's really because i think there's there's times in life where even with us like Nova today, right? Like I barely got out of bed at like eight twenty, and I was like, okay, because I, because I know I have a reservoir to pull from, I have something to share But the Lord's like reminding me that I can't fly off the seat of my pants, you know, like <laughs> going into this next season. Cause there's even days, even this last week where I was so tired, I was barely making it to meetings. I was barely making it to stuff. I had to record some stuff, But because I know that I have a reservoir stored up, I knew I had something to share. But the Lord was just reminding me like, no, like this season and the season's hard where I'm really realizing like, oh, yeah, dude, I need to get my butt into some books. Um, I need to be going through some Bible studies on my own time, some more sermons like I need that reservoir needs to be filled up because what I had and what I was able to I don't want to say get away with, but like what worked in the last season is not going to work in this season of ministry, if that makes sense. You know, like I need to be like, yeah, I need to do more in order to give more. Well, that,
0: yeah, well said. And, you know, um, Roger, my husband always says, um, you know, yes, there are those things that happen in those moments where we're thrown, you know, into a situation where we need to pull the gospel out of us but he always says, if you you can't preach out of the overflow of your heart, you shouldn't be doing it. And the reality, and that is, so what you said is very accurate because the overflow of our heart has to always be full, you know? And and, and for those of you watching, you know, when you feel like you're put in situations at work or around other people, and you know, there's stuff you want to share from the gospel, you know, there's a message you're, you're trying to, work with somebody who's a mess Mm -hmm. and you're trying to teach them something, but maybe you can't find the words or maybe you don't, you know, you don't know the scripture to give in that moment. Well, then, you know, you got to make sure you're spending your time and filling yourself up because God wants to use us as his vessels. You know, he constantly wants us to wants us to be, to partner with him. And the only way we can do that is to be full. But I think in being full though, it just makes it so that, like, if you're having your personal time where you're getting full, the yeah. overflow of your heart is always going to share. It's always going to pull something out of it. You know, I mean, yeah. especially you, sister, you turned a, va- a fake backs card into a min- into a sermon and I, that had us all in tears. And I was like, okay, that's called out of the yeah. overflow of your heart. You had, you, you got something to share. And that, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of people. You know, a lot of people will say, I want to be a leader. But, you know, Pastor Cynthia, I want to do what you do. I want to do what you do. I want to share, which is beautiful. And I'm so encouraging of that. But yeah. I think the best way to get to that yeah. is to just stay full. You know, just yeah. plant yourself in the Lord. He'll create the opportunities to use you. And don't despise the day of small beginnings. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Opportunities- Even this last week. Yeah. Yeah, even this last week, I think what I was realizing, like January going into February, I think the best way to put it is that in this last season, what would once cost me like one bag of seed from what I've stored up is now costing me two bags of seed. And it's taking, it's taking twice as much out of me what I'm doing now. So I'm realizing like, whoa, like, cause it's like, cause I'm realizing like, okay, like I'm in the word, I'm having time with the Lord, I have worship music, you know, like I'm like, I'm doing what I've always done, but I'm realizing that the race is twice as long and twice as hard in this season and that it's costing me twice as much fuel as it did before. And so I'm having to really be like, okay, Lord, I need to be able to like, even my horse this last week, I was like, okay, dude, like I literally, my soul was so like, like you you began to feel it in your soul after a while where I was like, dude, I just like, I, after one of my meetings, I just went to the ranch. I saddled up my horse and I just went out to the fields because I was like, I just need to get out and like let my soul breathe. Like on Monday, I shared at this Orange County Rescue Mission, which is like a homeless transitional facility in Orange County. And it's a faith based center. And I shared with over 100 men, women and teens. Actually, no, sorry. They didn't have their teens. They had their young adults in the room. On Monday night, and I shared my story for like 45 minutes, and it was like raw, dude. I shared about how I lost my home twice within, you know, 15 months, and, you know, stuff that you guys know about my trauma and everything. And then they opened up the floor to questions, and these homies for 45 minutes would preface their question with, like, First of Mm -hmm. all, I just want to say thank you. And, and I'm in a domestic violence situation and I'm trying to figure out what forgiveness looks like. And like, how do I walk through forgiveness? And then the next question is like, I was raped too, like, and I still get angry. Does that mean I haven't forgiven? And then I just started suicide last month. And, and how do I overcome like X, Y, and Z? And it was like heavy questions. And each one, it was like, I was going to the Valley with these people. And I literally on the way home. Like, cause I drove like an hour and a half back from Orange County that night. I just sat in silence, dude. Cause it was like, I cried, you know, each question I was like crying with these people and answering them. And it was so deep. And the people that worked there were like, we've never seen these people open up the way that they did to you. And I literally drove back in silence. And then I had to wake up on Tuesday morning for meetings and all the stuff I had to do. And I literally in my house on Tuesday, just kind of like was feeling it. And I was like, why am I, why is my soul exhausted, dude? And I was beating myself up and I was like, I shouldn't feel tired, but I just kind of just like fell over and took a nap. And the Lord was reminding me like the battle in a season is twice as hard and you need to like, like just like managing my soul and storing up more in this season than what i did before so my so my like gleaning time has to be like more basically but it is dude like it's a lot we
0: yeah have, you know we always ask that god would increase our voice increase our yeah. platform you know yeah. especially when, i think when you fall in love with the gospel and you and and you actually fall in love with sharing it with people and and yeah. and you know, being in, it, it's, you know, what a blessing and an honor, right? To be in a yeah. position where life is giving you a platform, you know, yeah. no matter how big or small you may think it is, you know, a platform is still a platform. It means you're standing yeah. there and you're reaching people and you're responsible for your behavior because your behavior is impacting those people, whether yeah. it's one or a million in one. And so I think what's so interesting is that, you know, we ask for that, but then, you know, then the reality hits us like, whoa, you know, there's preparation for that too, constant daily preparation. And and that preparation can only be with the Lord because, you know, when you're standing for him, you're speaking for him, you're living for him, you're sharing for him, it has to come out of you and it has to be him. And so him has to be in you. In him, we live and move and have our being. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because the, the question I, Wanted to pose for today, which is so, of course, directly linked to what you're saying, Christina. And maybe even Nova, you know, I know, I mean, I know some, t- some days, you know, you wake up and you're like, I don't feel good or I'm exhausted or, but I'm going, I'm there, you know, and, and leadership is about showing up and, you know, and faith is about showing up when you don't feel like showing up, right? Amen. And it's so interesting because the question I was going to present was, why does God stretch us? And, and does God allow stretching or is it the enemy yeah. doing the stretching? No. And it's so interesting because as I'm talking to the Holy spirit about it, you know, I was, I, I called, I was, I called Roger who was behind me in a moving truck, bringing some things to my son's uh, new, you know, his new home. And, um, and, you know, Roger said, well, he goes, first of all, you know, you have to think about the word stretch and, um, it's really trials and temptations. They're really kind of the same word, you know? And so that really, so what is stretching? It's a, it's, it's, it's a trial. It's a temptation. And, and it's interesting because there's so many times in the Bible where we're told that the trials are the temptations that we're going through the stretching we're going through. It's not uncommon to man, you know, God, God allows it. And why does he allow it? Well, He allows it to mature us. And, you know, and I love the scripture that says, you know, so your faith may be complete and perfect and lacking nothing. Well, when you're, I think, in a position where, yeah, I love it. James Mm -hmm. 1, 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. What are we persevering? We're persevering stretching. We're persevering trials, temptations. It's, It's all the same thing. And those are attacks from outside, you know, from life and from the enemy, but God allows them in order to mature us. You know, it's so deep because it's so simple that you almost wonder why the enemy is so stupid. Like, why do you try, Why do you keep challenging me or putting me through trials if God's just going to use this to mature me? And I asked myself that question because I was like, oh, wow. I think the reason why God keeps allowing it is so that we finally get the point. He wants mm. us to mature. And and what, so that we are perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And, you know, we've been moving, you know, moving tons of stuff, moving storage units. And for any of you who have ever moved before, you know, I don't know, unless you just are like on a glory cloud every second, moving to be <laughs> associated. It's just... It's, it's like horrendous. And then people will say, I'll come help you. And it's like, thank you so much. But for me, moving is a solo work of stress. (laughs) Like I really, I have to go through my stuff. I have to sort, I have to purge the old. I have to, you know, it's a very, it's a kind of a, just a process. And only I can do the beginning parts of it. Cause I can't send someone into my garage and say, there it is for two years. All those boxes have been sitting there, have at it. Where do we start? Right. Right. So, but in the process of that, I'm grumpy to my husband always. I'm short. I'm clippy. I'm just, I'm just a nightmare. And this morning, you know, I mean, it really hit me what I was going to talk to you guys about. Yeah. Of course, this is always the way. Don't listen. If you're ever in Bible fellowship or in church or um, under leadership that basically you think they're only teaching you. Yeah.
2: Yeah
4: you got it wrong.
0: I'm telling you 99% of the lessons that I share are the lessons that I either just learned am learning and having revelation in I'm having, and I, and I think that's what I love so much about girl club is because Nova, Christina and Christina are all very, they're, they're actively participating in their faith walk. Like I am and that's such a good way of putting it because I think sometimes you look at leaders on platforms and pulpits and you think they've arrived and that's why they're teaching. Well, I know most of those people, and let me tell you, they haven't arrived. They teach because they love the gospel and they love what it does in their lives. I teach and share because I love that driving with my husband in a moving truck behind me where I blasted him out of the bed at 6am to get up and get these pieces to my son's house. Cause I had to teach girl club and then, you know, talking about teaching Bible study and it was like oh I was so you know stressed about it that it's like really really nice spirit to start the morning with so I literally had to stop and I was like Roger let's pray and and then it just was like does God you know does God do this does he allow this why does he allow these moments that we go through this stress these trials, these temptations to sin why because he wants to mature us? And then it was like, are you mature in your responses this morning? No. So that's why he keeps allowing it because eventually you're going to have your husband in a moving truck and he's not going to have started the day at 6am with you blasting him out of the bed with your honey do list. And it just, it's so, you know, it's so silly in so many ways, but really I think, you know, for anybody watching really stop and take a minute what trial do you keep going through trial of your personality, your emotions, your mind, your anger, your, what is it that keeps tempting you to sin? You know, Mm -hmm. what, what stretching do you, you know, a lot of times we'll go, Oh, I've got Lord's really stretching me for what? What's he stretching us for to mature us?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the maturation process, you know, I think our personalities it's very very easy to go like back to what some would call our stress path. I so I study the enneagram a ton and that's basically, you know, it's living under the gospel but showing like our personalities and we move from like this stress path path with our personality where it's just so easy to go back cuz it's the thing that we know. We just go back all the time. Kind of like the Israelites all they knew was slavery. They just went back all the time. So it's like, we just automatically go there. But as we grow and, and as we live our life under the, tra- under the transformation of the gospel, we realize it's like if there was a river is how it would be explained. Like it's easy if you just put your feet in the, the murky water right here, but it's a little muddy and icky, but it's easy there. But then we move farther up where it's like, okay, now that's my, that's where I go and stress and, and, and I can, it's easy go to go back there just like the Israelites did. But then I, I, I move up the river to like the greatest parts of who God made me to be, but it's really hard. I have to partner with him. I have to decide I'm going to go against the current. I'm going to go with the Lord. I'm going to be Um, listening to his voice and not going, not going back. And the the crazy thing is, is the parts that we struggle with most in who we are in our personality, because we all have these flaws. Those actually can become our greatest strengths. If we decide to partner with the Lord and not give up and go back to the muck and mud in these shallow waters, that's just easy. It's just easy to be there, but it's amazing what God does as he moves us forward against working against the current and, and becoming who, you know, God created us to be. And, and to be honest with you guys, like, this has been a real week, like, Oh my gosh, with just this thing and in so many areas of my life. But I think Cynthia, you and I have like
3: it, I always cry, but we have the most tender hearts for our sons. Yeah. You know, and like this week I'm just like, lord when is it this guy's turn he has been so faithful he's he's just kept on going mm-hmm. no matter what he yeah. was told he was stupid he was told he's not enough by coaches he's been spat on he's been mm-hmm. promised they they won't give it to him and he had been offered this other position he you know he's scholarshiped as an, as an athlete
1: in college and he was offered this other position like hey you know, I can give you just as much money, do this outside of baseball. If you quit baseball, you can do this. And he came home and he's like, that would be so easy to do mom and dad. Mm. And in my heart, I'm like, yeah, forget them. Like they're not doing what they said they would do. Right. This is the mom and me. And maybe mm. this is oversharing because this is very present right yeah. in our life. But I was like, he looked at me, he goes, you know what,
3: though? The Lord has me leading these guys spiritually. Mm. I get to, I get to pray for my teammates.
0: Mm. Nova,
3: I get get to lead Bible studies and he goes, you know what? I'm not quitting. Mm. I'm not going to quit that, which God has called me to. And I was like, let me take a piece out of your notebook right now, because as your mom, I'm like, yeah, quit. But I know my son and I know, I
1: know Mm. it's, it's like that emotional gut reaction. It's easier for me to go to that stress path and stick in the mud and go back to the old, like how the Israelites did, right? Like with Moses, they were just like, why are we even here? Like, this is like, this sucks. You're just giving us manna. We got this quail. This is junk. Like, why don't we go back to slavery with, you know, where we are happy in Egypt? And, you know, the truth was they had to take, continue to take that journey, and my son has to continue to take that journey and finish strong. And he knows it. And he said to us, he's like, it would be easy, but I cannot quit.
4: Mm.
1: And and I'm like, okay, God oh. has got something for you. It is not about baseball. It This is about God. I go, God, how much more can he take with, I mean, baseball is a game of failure. You guys, you get, if you have. 10 balls hit to you and you hit three of them, which in most things in life, if you don't get 50, you fail. Like you're doing great. You're killing it at at three out of 10. That's, That's great. So he's playing a game of failure, trying to win. It doesn't look like he's winning, but he knows God is building my character and it is not easy. And, but I know that it's worth it. But mm. as a mom, honestly, just this week, my heart was like, When's it his
0: turn, Lord? Mm. When's it his turn? Nova, yeah. do you understand that you literally are living exactly what I went through with my son? Through, mm. but, bas- but basketball, different sport, same pain, drama, anxiety. Yeah. My son. Same thing, led the teams, all of his teams, spiritually. The good kid, the one who, who always showed up, who, who showed up, role, role modeled Christ, loved on, on others who preferred to play in the muck and the mud, and the muck and the mud was elevating them and lifting them up. And I, <laughs> and I would hold on to the scriptures, you know, okay, well, God determines who he lifts up and who he puts down. Why is mine not being lifted up? Why, why? I swear to you, the, the sentence, when is it his turn? I, I don't, I literally ask when, I don't ask when is it my turn, God. I, I, you know, you look as a parent, you are so far second to your kids. Oh, yeah. For me, it's just all about when is it his turn? When is it him? And, and so it is so interesting because I just, I want to tell you, I really want to tell you, Nova, I receive it. All of you, all you parents out there who are standing on a wall for your kids, you're, you're watching them, especially when you're watching them, you're watching them be the good kid and never get, it doesn't look like they're ever getting rewarded. You're watching coaches and grownups lie to them and fail them. You're watching them be told the measuring line is here, reach this, and you're going to get this. And then they reach here and it gets moved. Yep. Or maybe you're just living through a nightmare because your, your son or daughter doesn't get it. Let me tell you something. There is God in this. He has not gone anywhere. This stretching, this trial, this temptation that you're watching your child live through is producing in him or her a far, waiter, wait, a far greater weight of glory. As scripture says, it really is. Because I'm telling you, no... Right now, when I say that Christian is prospering in his work, it's like he went through this journey with the Lord and then the Lord was like, okay, now, now, now you're in your lane now. And, and, and on the way to him finding his lane, I thought he was lost. I didn't know when he was going to get his turn. All I could do was pray as his mom, because for me, all I want is for him to be happy and good and and solid and for Jesus to be real in his life because I, I, I want him to love Jesus and trust Jesus and know that God's got him. And so disappointment, I was afraid that was going to mess up his relationship with the Lord. I, every time another coach messed him over, I was afraid it was going to get in front of his faith, but he kept standing strong. And I got to tell you, right now, Nova... He's being blessed 20 times more than I ever thought, you know, because God is giving him a life, not a moment, you know? And, and I, and, and now it's interesting. He went back to the university of Kansas where he played basketball for, for um, coach South there. He went back recently and he was with a lot of his buddies, his former teammates who were, you know, they, they got more shine on the team. They were the stars, you know, they were starting, they were, and he was working just as hard, you know, and he was the good kid, you know, but the rewards weren't going necessarily to the good kid. The rewards were going where coach felt he needed them to go. And it was what it was, but it's interesting because he called me with the same tender heart from there. He texted me and he said, you know, mom, because I said to him, it's the tortoise and the hare baby. You may be watching a lot of rabbits right now getting some, getting somewhere quickly because they need to because their life is different because you know, whatever the circumstances are. So just pray for them. Let's just love on them. Let's just, let's hope that they get, you know, where they need to go. Cause I was like, Christian, you're not going to have that path. You know, we're here. We got you. Like you got a different journey and he finally gets it. You know, he finally gets it. He went back and he's with, you know, some of his former teammates. And he's like, mom, you know, now they need me, you know, maybe their journeys weren't what they thought. They weren't even what I thought, looking at them being the stars. And now here I am and I'm the one with the money and I'm the one with the opportunity and I'm the one with the future. So bright. I got to wear sunglasses to deal with it. And I'm telling you, I'm sitting in here, you know, in his new apartment and you know, as a mom, you always stress, you know, what if so-and-so doesn't do this? What if, it, and he's like, mom, I can afford it. And it's like getting my mind around the fact that he's making as much as 90% of the grown-ups, you know, in, in the country right now. And it's like, and he works hard. You know, Elisha's just, the, the training and the discipline that he works to, to that he uses in baseball Nova, it's not for nothing. Can, can I tell you something? This is about his training and discipline as an athlete. You know
1: what's you know what's crazy, Cynthia? This week, um, I mean, basically, I'm going to just keep it real. His team is a completely losing team, and nothing mm-hmm. ever changes. Nothing switches. Coaches doesn't don't switch up. And again, I don't know if it's even okay to share that, but it's a losing team, and my right. son can't even make
3: the losing team that's what hurts. But this is what God showed me. Our hope isn't situational.
1: Our hope is foundational. And I was like, I I have to hang on to that for my son. It's our hope isn't in this situation. It is our hope is foundation. Like our hope is Christ,
4: period.
1: Hmm. I because I can think of the situations my son was they changed his stance he's waiting for somebody to help him and he's like hey can I get some help over here and he gets cussed at at a you know a school that says they love the Lord and I'm like what's happening
2: what is is the stance Nova like is it like for baseball
1: it's a a baseball stance like it's how you position your body or whatever right so they change the coaches change it and I'm like you know what I I, like, there was something in that for me. I'm like, okay. I had, there was a coach that spit on him and I was like, you know what? If nothing else, if nothing else, man, you were learning how to, and he shows up early. He stays late. He treats himself like he's a freshman, you know? And I'm like, wow, God, he knows that this hope that he has is not in his situational. It is Jesus is his foundation as a mother
3: it's hard to watch because yes, that's your baby and you want to protect them. You And you can't, I can't go to a coach. I can't say nothing, mm. you know, but I, you know, I was thinking again, obviously about
1: the Israelites. And I then I, I was thinking about Moses and God gave me the scripture in Exodus. I think it's 34, six. Um, let me see if I can. Oh, okay. Yeah. It says, I am the Lord, your God. I'm merciful and I'm very patient with my people. I show great love and I can be trusted. And it was the, I show great love to your son and I'm working underneath the surface and I can be trusted. And I think part of it comes down to why are we being stretched for us to be, re- I needed that reassurance from the Lord. Mm. Like I can be trusted and it's, It's been a challenging week to say, yeah, I trust you, Lord, Mm. you know, but I know that not only are you stretching my son, you're stretching me to let go and let you do what only you can do with my son, because he's yours before he's mine. Like we always say, right? He just is.
0: Big lesson.
4: It it is a
1: huge lesson as a parent and any and for anybody that you love in your life it might be your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your, you might see somebody you really love going through something terrible and knowing like you can't fix it. You can't, you can't, you're not the fixer. God is the one that is our foundation and he's who we have to put our hope and faith and trust in. And like, I know that Moses, Moses needed God's reassurance and that's how I felt this week. And God's like, let me tell you how I told Moses that he, he, he has me. And he told Moses, you know, I am your friend. I'm your friend. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I felt like the Lord said that to me too. He's like, I'm your son's friend and I'm your it, friend.
4: I can't no, even imagine, it's, dude.
0: it's no, it could CB. It is truly the hardest thing I have ever been through in my life. Watching my son be wronged watching injustice toward my child and watching my child struggle through it and persevere through it and then rise through it. I mean, but not before being broken through it. And I got to tell you something. God is a God of justice. It will write itself. Nova, it will write itself. And when it writes itself, you will have so much pity for the people that inflicted harm on, on Elisha. You will have, because when you understand the magnitude of God's hand on his life, and for the, this is a word for, for, for someone else watching right now, when you understand the magnitude and the power of God's hand on your trial, on your stretching, on your situation, right? On your temptation. When he shows you that, it's going to be awe-inspiring and you will feel, you'll actually feel pity for the people that came against you in this situation. Or against, I believe it. You or against this person. Because you're going to understand that it's going to be a Jesus moment for you. Father, forgive them for they did. they had no idea what they were doing and they have to pay for what they did. And I, I gotta tell you, there are some ways I see judgment now going on. And I just as a mother, you know, we just we don't say much, we just shake our heads and I go, mm-hmm. Of course this is happening. This is what's going to happen. Because you can't call yourself, like you said, he goes to a Christian school. Oh yeah, had a lot of people call themselves Christians sure. and act like that.
4: Yeah, Christian school
0: to, to a young man of God you could choose to mentor, nurture, love, grow and help flourish but instead mm-hmm. you're choosing to break, manipulate and control woe to you who hold the name of the lord in unrighteousness woe it's crazy it's
1: crazy
2: you Cynthia. Give me the names and numbers of these people girl no, but you know what
1: no but you know what's so it is radical and it is it's rad and i, I have hope in it is like no matter how hard they like things are against him he's like helping other kids making them better you know they're losing and he's the one on the bench getting everybody hype we can do this he's not even playing he'll like get a pinch hit or a pinch run which actually he did a pinch run the other day that helped them win the game so I was like "Mm." but you know I, I, it didn't, it doesn't matter. Like last year he tested as, as one of two of the top, like in all these categories of his team at the end of the year, he tested the top and they still didn't use him. And I go, God, there's something in that. It doesn't matter. What, what can man do to me? What can man do to me? It, it, Nova,
0: listen, I mean, it, it, it's true. And let me tell you something. I, I, so I so get the actual, rage that happens inside as a mom when you're going through this. Yeah. I mean, my, my son, yes. you guys, the people that oh, knew my me the closest hands, girl. Oh, my closest, every moves. week, oh, twice God. a week, we were on national television. So as the, the moms, the parents always sat behind the team bench. The pe- people that are close to me, like my mother, she would say, oh my God, I could see it all over you because I would sit there stoic nine times out of 10, what no one knew, I had started putting earphones in my ear to listen to praise and worship music because I'm telling you, you know, Tupac, all eyes on me. That's the kind of a situation it was. It's like, you're in a situation, your kid plays in this program, you're a parent. I like to burn the bridge down. That's my normal, natural (laughs) person. And if you come at my kid, I'm going to burn your house down. And I don't care <laughs> to go back and make up. That's natural flesh, Cynthia. But yeah. I knew God had done something in that community on the team and, and with the alumni, everything, where we were positioned as spiritual leaders. Roger and I were having, a, because of Christian a massive revival going on in our home, this huge Bible study. And I'm sitting there with all of this weight on my shoulder at a game, just a little girl who gave birth to a little baby boy who she would die for. And, and, and I'm, and I'm just part of me, the, the great, the, the this part of me wanted to go, Hey, the, Q U Q U Q U and Q U sending the assassins uh, 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 done. Oh, and your wives too. Like, and I couldn't go there. And I, you talk about having to rely on the Lord, having to pray through every moment, having to, I mean, literally sit there at a game on television with the TV cameras in your face, and not transparently let the whole world know. Christian Garrett's mama is crazy. And she just cut three people in the sand. Like,
4: but girl, okay.
2: Yeah. So this
0: what is what I want do. Expected. Mature. What did God want to do? Yeah. Why the trial? Why the temptation? Mature yeah. my faith. Mature yeah. my faith.
4: Mature yeah. my faith.
0: And I keep yeah. thinking about it. Mature my faith. Well, he wanted to mature my son's faith also. And, yeah. and you know, I, I really do believe. Yeah. Come on, you guys. Joseph, Daniel. I
2: mean, exactly, dude. I was gonna say yes.
0: uh, These are not Moses. You know, yeah, bro. These are not the leaders that were made with cotton candy. No, and that David trials, failure, trial, temptation. Amen, dude.
2: I needed that word. Thank you.
0: So that the maturing of their faith would occur, so that they would be yeah. perfect and complete, not lacking anything, not lacking Amen. anything of yeah. the Lord in them, not lacking anything of the Lord through them, not lacking anything of the Lord for them, not lacking anything of the Lord mm. covering them. Come like on. come on, like seriously. Oh, and it's that's a- so I <laughs> goosebumps, I'm goosebumps, said, I'm a I'm goosebumps <laughs> right now because truly. Amen, dude. What does a perfect parent want? Like, it's really hard to see it this way, Nova. Like, if you knew, and I'm telling you, the Lord, and and I I don't even know, it's the Lord sent an angel to me in an airport in Atlanta on the way back from an NCAA tournament one year. I kid you not. We flew back from Europe early, hoping it was going to be that game, right? That he could find, you know, get some time and. I'll never forget sitting there going through the whole journey and going to the airport to leave. Roger had to leave before me because he had a business meeting or something. I get to the airport. My flight gets completely canceled and I'm diverted now trying to get out of, I don't even know where I was, which state, Missouri. I don't know where I was and get home. And, And it was a weird, like, Flight canceled and diverted. It was so weird because the flight was on time and it was fine. And then last minute, it was like a whole weird thing. So I'm at the airport in Atlanta. Atlanta is a huge airport for any of you who know. And um, so I end up going to sit in a lounge and I'm sitting in this lounge and there's no one in the seat on the right of me. There's no one in the seat to the left of me. And I'm reading an article about, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and that movie Unbreakable, mm. um, Unbreakable, right? Or Unforget, Unforget? No, Unbreakable. I think it was the the Louis am- is it Louis Zampino? Oh God, why am I blanking mm. on that?
4: Oh, anyway,
0: no. true story, big story, and he became an, an incredible man of God. But I'm reading this article and I'm kind of thinking, well, this is really interesting. Why is she making this movie? She's not a Christian. And this is a massive Christian story. Oh, yes.
1: (sighs) I remember. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right. And, but, you know, and I'm having this dialogue with myself and I swear to you, all of a sudden I look next to me, there's a man sitting there. I don't, I never, I, I never saw him walk up and sit. He was just sitting next to me. And, and I, and he, I think I, I looked at him and he said, he said, it was a good movie. I've seen it. And I said, Oh, you did. And he goes, yeah. And he sort of stared off in his face and, and he goes, you know, God does things for a reason. So there's a reason why he chose them to make that movie. Now, what is this man reading? Like? now, I, And I've got Roger on the phone and the Lord, I'm telling you, the Holy spirit said to me, get off the phone. I need you to engage. Like you have an appointment. You're supposed to talk to this man. And I said to I literally, I said, Roger, click. Just like that. I just hung up on him. Like I couldn't even get the words out. It was so, such a crazy feeling of get off the phone now. So I look at him, I click, I I hang up, I hang up in my husband's face to talk to another man. I mean, in the sec, if it were, if if I were in the secular world, this could be all wrong. This is the Holy Spirit now at work. Which my husband laughs about it to this day. He's like, oh yeah, oh, that was so God. So I look at this man and I said, the movie hasn't come out yet. And he goes, no, it hasn't. He said, but God knows what he's doing with them. And, um, and there's a work going on. And I looked at him, I go, oh, okay. Now I'm being all critical of it, right? And judgmental. And he, when he spoke, it, have you ever had someone speak and the authority of God is speaking through them? You don't know who they are, why? But there was this presence about him. So I I said to him, I go, well, where are you traveling to, right? And he goes, I've just come back from a missions trip in West Europe, in Western Europe. I'm like, okay. I go, that's interesting. I'm just coming back from Western Europe. And he goes, yeah, just like that. But I'm thinking, now, first of all, you guys, Western Europe is not where missionaries go. People in the West have you want to go to Eastern Europe. You know what I'm saying? Like for the most part, Western Europe's pretty okay. You know, if you don't need a lot of missionary work going on, but anyway, and so I look at him and he, and, and then I said, oh, I said, that's so interesting. I'm coming back from Europe too. And he goes, "Mm "Mm-hmm," and he goes, you know, this thing you're going through with your son, he goes, it's so much bigger than you think. And I just looked at him and I said, we're, I'm thinking, did he hear me talking to my husband and complaining? Because uh, I, you know, at that point, I think I was also getting ready to sue the NCAA. You know, I was there. I was like, I'm suing everybody. I'm mad at everybody. I'm angry at everybody. I want to kill everybody. And, but he didn't, but I don't think he heard that. So he goes, and I, and I looked at him, I said, Um, are you speaking from your own feelings or is, the, is this the Lord talking through you? Cause I don't know who this person is. Right. And he goes, he goes, let me tell you something. He goes, and he started to just run down my son's situation. You know, your son is going through a trial that's going to produce in him a very, very, very great weight of glory, but it's Mm. not about the moment. It's not about basketball. It's about so much more. And as God, you know, basically as it unfolds, you're going to be blown away. And he oh. runs all this stuff down. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, and mm. I and I'm looking at this man, and he's speaking with the authority of heaven. He was not a normal person. And I literally looked at him and I put my head down to wipe my eyes. And I said, you know, I said, thank you. And I put my head down to wipe my eyes. And I swear to you, I look up and he's gone. Oh. He's gone. So I get up, I grab my stuff, I run out of the lounge cause I'm like, wait a minute, I need to find this man. I got, I have questions. I go out of the lounge door to find him. I open up the door. It's a sea of people in the airport. He's gone, he's gone. And I'm standing there in a sea of people bumping me like a movie from each direction. I'm standing there and I literally, Roger's calling. So I answer the phone. Standing there with millions of people going back and forth. And I just start, I break down in tears and I just start bawling. I said, I just been in the presence of an angel. And Roger said, are you okay? I said, I, and I could, I said, I've just been in the presence of an angel. God just sent me an angel. And everything he told me was not everything I wanted to hear. It wasn't everything that every prophet who came to our home and got a lot of favor giving a word about what I wanted to hear about my son in this sport. He's going to get his breakthrough. He's going to play. He's going to, it was none of that. It was you need to stop and you need to trust the Lord because what is going on with your son is so much bigger than basketball. God's God has his hand on your son. He's like "It, it, Nova. It was so deep that it gave me, It gave me back so much because no, I needed to let go of my little girl dreams that my little, that partnered with my son's little boy dream when he was a little boy and said, I'm gonna grow up and play in the NBA. And you know, when your baby says something like that to you, because you're just like me in this, mama, okay, that's what you want. I'll buy the ticket. You can do it. You can can do it. And whatever I have to do, I'm in it with you. I will quit my career. I will drive you to every game. I will, cause that my mom was that supportive of me. And, and I only ever wanted to be that supportive of my son and more, you know, and, and God needed to wrestle him out of my hands on a lot of occasions. He did. Cause It's hard when you push something out of your womb, not to take ownership in it and stretching for us as a parent, trial for us as a parent, temptation for us as a parent. To make us mature so that we can actually turn our young man or woman over to the Lord is really hard because God pried my hands open so many times. And I'm I, you know, I still have my little moments of worry, but I've, I've let go in, I think a healthier way to allow God to be God on the throne in his life. And you and I both know that, you know, it's not always easy letting God be on the throne of our own lives. So it's not that harder to let him be on the throne of our children's lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I have to, you know, it's funny, like sometimes for your, for other people, you can believe that. And then sometimes just for yourself, it's more challenging. It's harder. But I know that I, I know that God gave me that scripture. Like I show great love. I can be trusted. I, I, I'm hanging on to that word for sure. Like God can be trusted in this situation. And he, he didn't, you know, he didn't create our children, the people that we love, the people that we'd give our lives for, for, uh, no good reason. It's all purposed, you know, and it is, it's easy to, like you said, it's easy to just, you know, say whatever comes to our mind. It's the harder thing to go. I'm, I gotta let go and I need to like leave this to the Lord. I have to, I have to leave it in his hands. And that's honestly like, that's God. I know God will go with us and he's going to give us peace. Like he did for the Israelites as they wandered and did all kinds of things. (laughs) Like he's, he's, I know he's there for us. So Cynthia, thank you for, sharing, you know, your son's story, it's, it's funny that there's like so much parallel, but I think, isn't that what God does with all of our stories? I mean, how many moms out there, fathers out there have experienced that same story? the narrative is the same, like the players are different, right? The people, the things going on. And that is the story of where, you know, God loves his people. They go through so many crazy challenges. He's like, Will you persevere so I can finish the work that I've started in you? And our answer is a resounding yes. Uh, Even when we want to say no, you know, but that is God working out our story of him going, Hey, I, I created you. I love you. I have a a plan for your life. Will you trust me? Will you surrender? Will you walk with me? Will you trust me in the stretching? Because I I want to do a greater and bigger thing in you and through you for my glory, by the way, not just so you can be happy, but for my glory. So (laughs) that is... And, and when I can take that, when I can get up at 30,000 feet, Cynthia, even just speaking with you today and like kind of take that view again, I'm like, I can breathe and go, okay, yeah, you're right, Lord, you're right. And you are, are, these circumstances are just circumstances, but our hope in you is our foundation.
0: God, God has the last word. Noah. Amen. Of that, I am so certain he will always have the last word. And I mean, there was a point in my life where I used to, you know, I would feel sorry for anyone who messed me over because I would sit in love and patience. And and it's interesting. I did it more at a certain season of my life as a younger girl than I often do today. Um, maybe, maybe because, you know, being a, being a parent makes you such a protector That you forget, you know, because when you don't have kids, you're just relying on God for your protection for you. It's just about you and your journey. It's not about, oh, no, now there's another journey involved, a journey that I'm invested in, that I love with all my life, a journey that I would die for. And, you know, I would just watch God be the one to exact judgment or punishment or whatever it was on people that would hurt me or use me or abuse me or what have you. And I, I never had to do anything. He always has been faithful to take care of you know those things. But again, I think I matured through trials and temptations to get that place to that place for myself. It's very difficult, I think, when you're loving a child or a sibling or someone else to get to that place with them. Well, let's, no, let's cut to the chase, a child. I think that's just, that's just the test and all be all for so many things. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, God, I got to trust you with this, but it's my job to be mama bear. It's my job. You know, if I tell these people how wrong they are, maybe it'll help. And you, you know, the reason why you haven't turned over the aqua card already is because you know it's not going to help; it'll make it worse. It makes it worse.
1: It makes it worse. It absolutely does. It's like releasing the control and, like, and realizing that God is in control. Like, I've got to release my own control and, and. To be honest with you, like you, I'm pretty proud of myself for just sitting at stuff and just being really quiet. I'm like, oh my goodness, I deserve an award, and no one even knows. Like (laughs) I'm being so good right now. There's so many things running through my brain, (laughs) but it, but it's the true. Like, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. I see from the thirty thousand vantage. I know that you're good. I have to believe the truth about who God is, who um, He made us to be our children to be like that. I have to just keep going back to that or I I will drive myself straight up bananas crazy. Like I just, because none of it makes sense. And there's a lot that we've all experienced the past couple of years. It, none of it makes sense, but we say, okay, I God, I, I trust you. You've never left me. Um, you know, and I don't know what the next thing is, but I know that you're in it. Yeah. I know you're
0: in it. Yeah. And and you, you know, I, I, maybe this is a, a word for some of you watching today also. You always, you will get your turn. No matter what you're going through, you will get your turn, you know? And if you're going through something because of a child or because of someone you love, they will get their turn, you know? What are? How do you become mature in the stretching, in the, in the trial? I think the way that you become mature is to understand that you've got a responsibility to help them become mature in it. So if you think about it that way, it should okay. make you say to yourself, okay, then what should I do? How should I respond? And, and know that he's watching you. And how you respond and how you deal. You know, Nova, Elisha is watching you not go off on coaches. He is watching you. He knows his mother. He knows control. Boy, Christian really knows. He's like, my mom with her elephant gun, fire, ready, aim. Instead of, you know, ready, aim, fire. No, fire. Oh, oops. I should have gotten ready and aim better. He knows, you know. And so I, I would have to think that somewhere in that, there are those moments where they go while her faith is actually being put to the test. Look how she's responding. Look how, and if they don't know it now, they know it when they have kids, they'll know it when they're going through that same kind of experience themselves. And, you know, my brother, Steven went through it with my little nephew. We call him little Steve. Little Steve is, you know, two feet taller than me. And he played baseball. Same, same thing. And he went through it with him. And, you know, I got to tell you, I was just at little Steve's wedding um, a few weeks back. He's marrying a, a, an amazing woman, young woman that he met, Allie, that he met in college. And he's in law school now, you know, kicking kick, kick butt in law school. And he's, he's just gracefully transitioned into, okay, time for my real life. None of the, and, and his, one of the, the man that married him was the baseball coach who loves the Lord, who really was his friend and, and who was there for him when he left UC San Diego and transferred to another school, you know, to finish playing. Wow. And, and I thought so much about my son and I thought, I mean, we, we, we went through major anxiety. You know, my brother and sister-in-law, me, like all of us with our kids who are a certain age going through sports, you know, um, but God. It's I mean, real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. But it's I'm real. Thinking, yeah, I, I'm looking at, when, there was a point where my son was ready and he's like, okay, I'm done. And you know how most athletes, like, I was concerned, Nova, how is he going to, is he going to, is it going to be a horrible, devastating thing when he says, okay, I'm done playing? you know, after he graduated and played a couple years overseas, kind of bounced like that. But God, this is when I began to see the faithfulness of God. This is when I began to see the actual word and the hand of God on his life. He got ready and processed and transitioned and went and there wasn't any struggle to let go. There wasn't any bouncing around. Now I'm drinking too much and you know, smoking and doing dope because I can't deal with the fact that I'm no longer a, yeah. a professional athlete. Like, and a lot of his friends will and are going through that, you know? And they're young kids who aren't even 30, who don't understand that their life is actually just now beginning. Like, this isn't mm. the end for Elisha.
1: Like, I know No, remember- it's not, it's not, it's, not, it's not. And I know that. And he knows that too, Cynthia, He does. He, you know, he said to me, because he, he didn't say I want to keep playing and not quit because I think I might have an opportunity to play. He said, I've just started really getting, I mean, my husband got to baptize like two of his friends, you know, on the baseball team. And so I'm like, he knows that he knows that he is there and he's, he's, he's purposed. I think a lot of the time it's, it's just, it's just discouraging, but I, you know, I know that he knows that he said baseball is not my identity and I'm really happy about that, you know, and in the same way though, it's like, but you still want to play the game. You still want to be a part, you know, it's just real. Right. And it, it you, you still want to be a part. You still want to, you still want to do it. But I, I, he knows, he, he knows it's just some of those days are just so much harder than others. But I, I, I think Something else that the Holy Spirit just like, you know, continually is brought to my mind this week as I've thought about all of this, like, um, I have to live in the belovedness and so does my son. I am the beloved. And if I know that I can live out from that place, if I know that I'm loved, my my son knows that he's loved, you can live out of a place of generosity Even when you don't feel like being generous to others, you can live out generously because you know, in the end, God has you. He knows. So, you know, I, I, that's what I know that I know that I know. I I am going to decide to live out in the beloved as my identity that you so talk about of living As a daughter living as a son who is the beloved and, you know, I, we have to be reminded of that because we know it sometimes we just don't live it out in the moment. You know, we, we do this, you know, we think we're super aligned with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we, we can do this. And yeah. it's like, it takes this girl club. It takes us being together saying like, Hey, remember, let me remind you who you are. Like, this is what we're about. This is who we are in Christ. Like, this is why we do this so what? that we can remind ourselves and each right. other that right. God like you said, Cynthia, God wins. God wins. Period. Right. And therefore we win. Therefore we win. Right.
0: And, and, you know, for, for, for all of you today, I, I mean, I, I just, I would love to pray for you, Nova, and to pray for all of you watching you. and as we wrap up and, you know, just Lord, I just, I thank you father for the gathering together, Lord, that we get to do here every week. I thank you for fellowship. I thank you for the lessons that we get from fellowshipping together, from sharing together. Lord, I thank you that each and every woman and man who is watching this broadcast, this episode, will truly, truly know how much you love them and how much you got them And whatever journey that they're on, whatever stretching they're experiencing, whatever trial or temptation they're experiencing, you're only doing it to mature. No, you're not doing it. You're allowing it to mature their faith, to mature our faith, Lord. You allow these things. So Father, that's why scripture says, count it all joy, right? Right. It's not that we're happy that we're attacked or challenged by the enemy. It's not that we're happy that we're in pain or crying ourselves to sleep at night because we can't understand the injustice of a situation. No, we're not happy about it. But we count it all joy because we know that this trial is producing the glory of God in our lives, through our lives, for our lives. And we're grateful to be partnered with that story because that is the story that wins. Lord, thank you that we get to serve you. Thank you that we get to live for you. Thank you that you've got your hand of protection on our homes, on our lives, and on our children, our loved ones. Thank you, Father, that we know that we know that we know that you alone are on the throne, that you still reign, and you're still God. And so, Lord, I just ask that as we Get off the phone, get off the stream this week. And as we prepare and as we go through another week before we come together again, Lord, that you would help us to go through the week aware of who you are. Aware when we wanna respond in a nasty way. Aware when we want to get in fear or stress or anxiety. Lord, help us to be aware when those things hit us that you're with us, and that you're allowing it to mature our faith. So strengthen us, Lord, to make the mature response, to experience the mature reaction, emotion, feeling in those moments. Strengthen us, Lord. Hold our hand. Help us to choose the mature response in Jesus' name.
3: Amen.
1: Thank you.
4: Thank you, honey. I,
1: I feel see like I see a
0: weight has lifted.
1: Yeah, I feel the peace of God.
0: Amen. It's Amen. Awesome. Oof, Nova, I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna have a moment where this. I can't believe that I laugh now at what he went through. I can't believe it. I, I I laugh at it because I'm like, Wow, I mean, I thought it was everything and it was nothing. And the crazy thing is I think about the coaches and the people who think it's everything, the wives who go through stuff just so they can be a part of the thing the the way the fans and the like it's this sycophantic thing, the way that they have this life and this entertainment on the backs of these young men, these children. And I think about it and I, and I just, I pity them. You know, I love them, pity them. I pray for all of them because father forgive them for they know not what they do. And if they don't figure it out while they're hanging on this cross next to me so that I can take them with me this day to paradise, they run the risk of dying like that other one on the cross. And going to hell. Because he didn't get it. So I pray that they get it. And that they choose to be role models. To these young men. Because these young men. These are boys. These are God's children. And what does Jesus say? You know. If any one of you. Who harms one little head. Of these little ones that belong to me. You got hell to pay. No worse you have Jesus to pay. It works about, and then he blesses and lifts up and everyone goes, Oh, I haven't been back. I haven't been back since my son graduated from his university. haven't been back. Haven't spoken to anyone. Haven't said one word. It's taken that much time. It's been, it's been five, six years now. It's taken that much time for the Lord to actually work with me and teach me and grow me and mature me and give me time to see my son mature and struggle and rise and begin to get up and now be in his lane and be, know what you're going to have the moment. I promise you, I had about a, a year ago and I called Christian and I was crying and I said, son, he had just gotten his first promotion at work. And I said, son, I just want to tell you something. I said, I just want you to know, I see you. You're finally Mm -hmm. the starting three or the starting point guard. And you're hitting all your threes and you're running the team and the game is yours and the floor is yours. And I see you and you're finally stepping into the role that God created you to step into as as the leader. And I'm so proud of you. And you know, he started crying and he said, mom, only you could get it that deeply. We have been through it together. Only you. And he just cried and he said, thank you, mom. Thank you. He was. And God gave him a much bigger, bigger team than the University of Kansas Jayhawks. Let me tell you.
4: That he, is he's running awesome.
0: Point, he's running point for a much bigger team and taking meetings on the private plane and all this stuff. And I'm like, and he's the same
1: kid. Still, That's the beautiful football. part. That's the actual beautiful part because his character produced perseverance, right? And perseverance, yeah. godliness, and, pers-
0: and godliness, yeah. hope. And hope, hope. never disappoints Ever, ever. Yes. So Elisha, I'm yeah. like, oh, he's having he's having a Christian story. He's having a Daniel and Joseph and a David story. Ah, wow. All yeah looks and all that heart and everything to go with it yeah the enemy's mad but he won't take him out won't break him no
1: no he won't I he won't I believe that his story started the moment he was conceived and I mean yeah we could go on forever. I mean, the Lord almost took me out. I almost died having that child. So I know he is purposed.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, you know how Christian came into my life. So yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Wild. It's been a pleasure and a blessing. Love you, Cynthia. Love you ladies of girl club. Thanks for hanging in there with us and pray that it, you know, these moments were meaningful for you too, because I feel like I got ministered to today by the Lord and by you, Cynthia. So thank you so much just for keeping it um, so personal.
0: I know, I know I got ministered to. Here we go. I know I got ministered to. So thank you, Nova. And, and thank you to each and every one of you for joining us, for watching. Um, and I just agree with what Nova said. I hope you were blessed. By today's conversation. So, yeah, does my, my feed went out? But so I'll just leave you with it. Does God stretch us? No, because God doesn't try, trial, doesn't give us temptation. He doesn't put us through trials. The enemy does. But He does allow them to mature us so that we would be perfect and complete lacking nothing. And guess what? Our children will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So stand in faith. I'm Cynthia Garrett and Nova Page, and we love you, and we'll see you guys next week.